And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. What is up? What is up, podcast people? Parte people. Ooh, I like parte. Parte. I like parte better than party, you know? Oh, it's spelled parte. Yeah. Did you know that? P A R T A Y. A Y. Mm-hmm. Glad we're on the same page. Uh huh. I, yep. Uh, hey, Olivia. Uh huh. It's been a really long time since we've <laughs> done this, you know? So long. I'd say like about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> We have such a funny but great God story to share with you on the podcast. Yeah. We, um, sat down to record this podcast, this exact one, and finished recording. Recorded a whole episode. It was, like, 56 minutes. It was. There was gonna be some that needed to be edited out of it. We had some interruptions. (laughs) Just a few. Um, but, uh, yeah, we ended, and I have to say, like, I just didn't feel great about what we had just recorded. Not that it was, like, but I just, there was something that fell off There's about something it. missing. And, um, I went back and listened to the audio, and it cut out pretty much... Every other word. Every other word. And so, Olivia and I are excited. We're gonna re-record this, and we have some new things that the Lord is revealing to us through His Word. And so, so, I hope you're encouraged that we're on the journey, too, of figuring out sometimes what the Word of God is trying to communicate to us. Yeah, totally. Well, Olivia, it has, seriously, though, before today, it's been a while since we've recorded. We've had, we've both had some adventures. We have had some adventures. The past month. So, yes. let's talk about that. Yeah. A little life update. A little, 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 little quick life update. Uh-huh. I had my wisdom teeth removed mm-hmm. um, with two days notice, all yeah. four of them. Uh-huh. That was a journey. What was your, like, were you terrified when you found out, like, t- two days from now I'm going to be in wisdom teeth surgery? A little bit, because I went under for a surgery three years ago, and it was the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. Oh. And so, like, different surgery, different beast, but... I I learned, so I don't get, like, funny after I've been asleep or, like, go under. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I sit and cry <laughs> no. for, like, two days. Olivia! <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I react to medication. Um, and then, so that was not, like, the most fun thing ever. But still an adventure, I would still say. Still an adventure. A silly adventure is that my dad went viral on TikTok yeah, because this of is great. Um, the Taylor Swift concert in Denver. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift dad. If you've seen this uh, TikTok video, that is Miss Olivia's father. Yeah, he's dancing his little booty off to Love Story. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? I feel like now we need to, like, share this on our socials so that people... We probably... We should give little picture updates with this episode. Oh, you're so right. Updates of... That'd be fun. Oh, yes, of the of adventures. what we've been doing. Yes. Um, so, big love for the Taylor Swift Eras tour, if you were able to get tickets to it, because 
A lot of people have I feel it. like I knew so many people who went, though. Like, that was crazy to me. I feel mm-hmm. like I knew more people who were going than people who weren't going. I mean, it was two nights of 76,000 people. Yeah. That's a lot. And just Denver? Oh my goodness. That is a lot. That's so fun. So, Rachel, what's your little mini update for us? Yeah, my mini update. Well, I have, since the last time we recorded, I left the country and came back. Oh, thank goodness you're back. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was in Austria um, and got to just, like, uh, lead a mission trip out there, and it was a group of students who were leading worship, which was awesome. But I have to say... Austria is the most beautiful place I've ever been in my entire life. We were in the Austrian mm-hmm. Alps. Um, we, um, oh, here's a here's a fun story just to, like, describe the adventure of the week. I knew it was going to be an adventure, but I didn't exactly know what we were getting into. Were you hiking, too? Yeah. So. Ooh. It, but actually, I'm a hiker now. Like, I love hiking. You're a hiker now? Post-Austria. You haven't told me this. Yeah. I, all it took was, like, being in that beautiful place. Well, you were in the Alps. Yes. I feel like that's different. <laughs> yeah. So, on day one, our, like, guide was like, hey, guys, tomorrow we're going to do a hike. It's going to be an easy one. It's, like, on a flat, paved road. Like, that. That's, like, what he told us. And so, I tell my team that. I'm like, we're going to be good, guys. This is going to be great. Like, oh, a no. good, like, What is it actually? We get there. Legitimately, in my mind, I was like, did he, like, change where we went? Like, did I miss a memo or something? Oh, no. As we're, like, climbing on, if anyone follows me on Instagram, you probably saw, but we're, like, on those, like, bridges, those, like, metal bridges that, like, swing back and forth Mm -mm. to, like, cross over. No. Like, yeah. And, like, going up these, like, tall, like, very, um slanted like metal stairs and on one side of you is like a drop off that's like you know hundreds of feet down and and on the Mm -hmm. other side of you is like jagged rocks and it's really thin and you go up and down and up and down and you're like on that's not pavement it it wasn't and it wasn't straight it wasn't flat like nothing none of like what he told us I asked him later I was like so like what happened and he was like He's like, oh, there were two ways to take this hike. He was like, once we got to the point where you could go one way or the other, he said um, his, like, adventurous soul just took over, and he was like, let's do it. And honestly, though, it was was the coolest. Yeah, it was so much fun. Like, it was great to see the team just be like, yes, let's do this. And the payoff at the end, it's the most absolute, most beautiful location I've Mm. ever been. We, like, ended up in this lake where there's, like, these huts around where you like stop and get ice cream and coffee and mm. yeah it, it was awesome if it's, if it's if the reward is ice cream yeah that's I right. will press on to receive and that and reward also super cool like I got to talk with my team about the next morning we had our devo and and our devo was like hey sometimes we're going um through life and we feel like the lord has promised us this like straight flat paved road that we get to go on and we're on this journey and we find ourselves in these crazy like uh, dangerous places we're like lord i thought like this is this is not where i thought we were gonna end up and just got Mm -hmm. to talk about like the hope of eternity that it's like hey life isn't gonna look like how we want it to life isn't going to be easy but like the journey is so worth the payoff Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. <laughs> it was it was great. So anyways, those are my adventures from from the past month. Well, I'm glad you've entered your hiking era. That's good. I have. Send me hiking recommendations, everyone. I'll go. Just Rachel though. 
Just me. Yeah, just me. You know, we'll we'll work on Olivia. We used to both not be hikers. This is this is shocking news. To Listen, me. Olivia. Here's the thing. Like it it really is what I've learned. It's, it's the yeah, just the location. Move to Austria. Okay. Uh no. It it is like the payoff of like where you end up. Like when you end up in these like beautiful places, and you're just like in awe of. And also, like, when it's difficult enough that you're, like, you're not really focused on the hike, that you're just, like, I have to get through this, and then you end up in this beautiful location. Mm. Oh, man. It was great. All I'm thinking of is Hannah Montana, life is a climb, but the view is great. (laughs) So. Yes, see, even Hannah Montana understood this life lesson. (laughs) We'll we'll teach you. Okay. Through hiking. If we listen to the climb the whole time. I think I can do it. That is the most Olivia thing that has ever been said. You know that girl? <laughs> <laughs> that was Olivia dropping her uh, one of God. her like four Bibles that she has opened. You know what? Right now we have a lot of translations lot of that we're working to cover. With today. Should we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, can I read for us? Yes, because I read the last time we recorded this. So yeah, yeah, yeah I got we'll, it. Okay, we'll flip. Um, so we are in Philippians three verses twelve through twenty one. Not that I have already obtained this or am perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Mm. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way or if and or Nope. Let those of us, both Olivia and I have had trouble reading the Bible today. Let's back up here. Let those of us who are mature in, um, who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the Christ of the cross of Christ. Their end is now or their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. It was a little rough reading, but we got it. Well, you did it. We made it. It's okay. So, um, I have a question for you, Olivia. Okay. This starts with, not that I have already obtained this. What is this? Oh my goodness. It's like our classic, therefore. What's, what's it there for? for? <laughs> We're so nerdy. Um, I took this as to refer back to, you know, what happens earlier in chapter three, specifically. You're smart. <laughs> I looked at, um verses 10 and 11 in that and it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings becoming like him in death that by any means possible I may obtain resurrection from the dead so this this I think is understanding the resurrection of Christ and understanding our personal resurrection yeah would you agree 
Yes, I would. I would also even take it further back in Philippians. Yes, I totally think it refers to verses 10 and 11. Um, but I also think what we talked about last time of, um, you know, Paul is giving his, uh, like, his own qualifications. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, like, if anyone could boast in themselves, it's me because of this, 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 and this. And he's talking about, um, yeah, like, um, suffering for the sake of Christ, the, the loss, the, the surpassing value of mm-hmm. knowing Christ Jesus. And so I think that it's, like, encompassing all of those things. Not that I've already obtained, like, this, like, or that I'm doing this perfectly, because mm-hmm. it says right after this, or am already perfect but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Mm. Which I love that. Why? What do you love? (laughs) I love that this idea of, so often we think of, there's lots of different, we could have a theological conversation about this, which we won't, but there's (laughs) a lot of different like, okay, um, saved through faith, by grace alone, like, is it God who chooses us? Do we have free will to, to choose God? You know, like, what whatever those yes. different arguments that we yeah. have. But Paul says here, like, because Christ mm. has made me his own, I will make him my own. Mm. Like, like, because Christ first loved me, mm. I can... I can now love is the verse that comes to mind. And mm-hmm. so like this this pressing on to make this sanctification like our own, it's because like um yeah, Christ has like grabbed a hold of us. And mm-hmm. so now we get to grab a hold of Christ as well. I love that picture. I love it so much. Um let's let's dive into this a little bit more. Yeah. Um as Paul is saying that he is not perfect here, um, that he is still pressing on. What, what is that? What is there for us today? How? Because Paul is just saying, if anyone uh, is counted righteous, if anybody, if yeah, whatever, if anybody could if be anybody called, has something to say. Yeah, it's me, Paul. Paul. I, I am, I am a Jew. I am. I was circumcised. I, I was taught by Gamaliel. All these things. But yeah. he says he's not, he's not perfect. Yeah. So I think what we see a lot of times is Paul is addressing two groups of people in his writings and saying, both y'all are wrong. Like, neither of y'all got it. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I see here of him addressing is um, the legalists. And we talked a lot about that and last week, yeah. talking about, um, like, putting our hope and our trust in, like, the law and our own righteousness in the law. Like, that's not the way to go. But he's also not saying, like, just give up. Like, don't even try. Don't even work Mm -hmm. towards sanctification. Like, that, um, kind of this camp of people who say, like, grace is a license to sin. Like, I can sin Mm -hmm. because I have grace. Like, that is also not the right camp to fall into. Like, it's neither of those things. It's a recognition of, like, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. I need Christ. And because of Christ, I'm going to work towards the goal. Because I know him, because I understand this surpassing value of the knowledge of Christ, like, I will press on. Um, And I think it really 
even this phrase here of like, because Christ Jesus has made me his own, there's an aspect of like love there. Mm -hmm. Because Christ Jesus loves me, like I will love Christ and to love Christ looks like working towards sanctification. Mm -hmm. I think too, just John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yeah. Um, and that's why grace doesn't give us this license to sin. It gives us, I think, the freedom to obey. Um, so that, that's what that's what our goal is now. Is 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 that sanctification? Um, when we recorded this before, I love I love that you brought this up of um, how too there's this part of Christian culture that identifies with their shame of their former sin too. Yeah. Um, and how. The next verse of forgetting the former things or what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. We talked just like your identity is in Christ now. Your identity is not your sin. Like you are a saint, not a sinner. You all of these things. So we have to forget that and leave it behind. Leave it where it belongs because that is not what we're pressing onto. We're pressing onto holiness. Yeah. We're not right. just picking up old sin. Right. And yeah, yeah, both of those things of, like, we don't want to wear our sin. Like, we don't, like, we don't want to be defined by that. We don't want to actively be, like, reliving in our sin. Mm -hmm. We know, Paul says, not that I've obtained this, not that I am perfect. So it's not this, like, stop sinning right now or else dot, dot, dot. You know, like, it's not that, but it's, like, this active choice to be, like, I, that is not who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not what defines me. Mm -hmm. I am still... Like, living in a fallen world, like, um, I am still human, so, like, I will sin, but, um, like, I actively work against sin, so that's definitely one camp, but, yeah, I feel like even as, like, we were talking about that, um, I feel like when I was younger, totally, like, um, my, I've, I've just grown so much in understanding, like, legalism, understanding grace, understanding, like, all of those things, and I feel like when I was younger, I very much was, like, oh, people are defined by, like, their worst sin, like, mm -hmm. the worst thing that they've done, like, that is the what defines them, um, and quite frankly, that's, like, pre-Christ, that's probably true, like, mm -hmm. like, when we don't have Christ, like, yeah. that might be those, the things that, that, um, like, define us, but now that we're in Christ, not only do we push off the sin, but mm. we push off the shame. Mm. I love that. I'm even thinking of, um, there's a book I read called The Disciplines of Grace by Jerry Bridges. And he says, I think it's in his first or second chapter, he talks about even as believers, there's this good day, bad day mentality mm. of like, you can have a good day with being sinless and doing all the things. And then you have a bad day where you woke up late, you didn't get in the word. You got frustrated with whoever, like, and you beat yourself up over it. And it's like, no, like, you, Christ gives you enough grace and mercy for each day. Yeah. It's not like it runs empty. Yeah, his and mercies are new every morning. Every morning. And mm -hmm. he's not, he's not going to be skimpy with giving yeah. out his, his grace or his love. Um, And so I love that Paul is like, hi, I'm in the camp with you. I am also in progress. We are all still in progress till we reach the day of resurrection. Yeah. So the next verse says, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What does that mean to you, Olivia, to press on towards the prize of Christ Jesus? 
I love Paul is using a full athletic um, analogy <laughs> here. I'm like doing sprint arms right now. <laughs> she is. Um, because it is such a good um, image and it would have been so good for this original audience too with like all the athletic games that they would have had and I think it perfectly goes with what we're saying about this progress um, and not perfection I, of a race of running like your goal is the end of the race we're we're pressing on and that prize is resurrection is eternity with christ um and the completion of sanctification but there is the race that still has to be won we still have the pressing on to do here and now yeah um that's not done right And, and i think yeah something that um i have been pondering a lot recently talking with some other people about is like, why is it that, like, Christ, when, why isn't that when we are saved, like, we're just taken to be with Christ? Like, why is it that there aren't just, like, a thousand raptures a day where, where it's like, oh, yeah. boom, the second I'm saved, I go to be with Christ? Like, there's a reason why we're left on this earth in our salvation, So, like, let's, like, just to be clear, when we're talking about running the race, again, it's not our works that get us to heaven. Mm -hmm. Like, it is Christ's finished work on the cross, his blood, our faith in him, like, trusting him as our Lord and Savior, like, that is where our salvation Mm -hmm. comes from. But, like, um why is it that we don't just, like, go to immediately be in heaven? Like, the Lord has a purpose for us here Mm. on earth. And that purpose is to run this race to sanctification, like, just to define that. I know we have in the past, but sanctification is, like, this becoming more like Christ. Mm. And not that I've obtained it, not that I'm perfect, in the words of the Apostle Paul. Not that, like, we ever get there, but we, we slowly run this race of endurance towards being more like Christ and that like that's our purpose here on earth and and we know the Lord more through that and others come to know the Mm -hmm. Lord more through our running of the race yeah there is I think there's the two sides of it there is this more self-focused side of things of the sanctification for ourselves, but then there's the even bigger picture of um witnessing to others and um you know uh, I love the poster you have in your room, Make Heaven More Crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking of Second Peter 3, where it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but patient with you. Thinking of this promise of um, resurrection, eternity, all the things. Um, but it's, so, not wishing that any should perish, but all should reach repentance. Yeah. Like, he is, he is slow, in keeping this, not necessarily like we say slowness, but he, his desire really is that all would reach repentance. Yeah. And so as we are working out this sanctification for ourselves, as we are running this race for ourselves, we're supposed to be picking up other people to join in the race too. Yeah. And, and I, if you are listening to this and you are a believer, I just want to say to you, the Lord has a place for you in building his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like every one of us who have been saved, the Lord wants to use us in building his kingdom. He wants to use you exactly where you're at. And I think that's also a piece of like this running towards the prize of um, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, that it's like, we 
uh, I mean, co-workers is a word that we've seen in the book of Philippians. We'll see again in the book of Philippians in, in chapter four, mm-hmm. but it's like we partner with God in, um, like Christ Jesus, um, is king and you can't have a king without his kingdom. Mm. And so like we get to be a part of building that kingdom. Mm. And it, and it goes to address this message of unity too that we saw earlier in the book of Philippians but also with these next two verses that Yeah. Rachel okay. and I want to talk about. Can you read the next two verses in Well, I'll read them again and then can you read them in uh, New King James after yes. that. Okay, so this is, I'm reading from the ESV right now, English Standard Version. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Okay. Good. It's great. That's great. Yeah, we love it. We okay. love it. Let's go so New King James. So I, we're in the New King James for these same two verses. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Whoa. That's the wait, 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 wait. Did you, read ver- did you read verses 15 and 16? I did. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. They're very different. They're very different. And so Rachel and I, we were like, huh, I wonder if there's a reason why our first podcast didn't end up working out for these (laughs) verses. And we, the Lord kind of backtracked us to this and this difference in the text. Um, But first off, we want to say that this does not make us doubt the word of God in any way, shape, or form. We, um translations are different they pull from different sources and um a big fancy word we're going to use is called textual Textual variants and we see these in a few places in scripture um there's a couple in the gospels i'm i'm thinking of the woman who wrote or jesus when he wrote in the um the sand in the ground for the Mm -hmm. woman caught in adultery the the end of mark the end of mark is a textual variant Uh Um, and basically what that means is that different original manuscripts have it or don't have it. Like yeah. these words um, that we see in the New King James Version. Um, and so we did a little digging for you. The The places we found this phrasing was only in King James and New King James as far as we mm-hmm. could find. Yeah. And so, yeah. So just to like, um, like, yeah, let's talk about textual variants while we're... Because this is important as we're, like, being women who dive into the Word to understand something like textual variance is really going to help us out, especially in, like, defending our faith. Like, there Mm. are going to be people who are going to ask us, like, they're going to hear, like, okay, what about the end of Mark? Come on, like, some versions don't even have, like, some, some versions just end with, the women at the tomb, like, come on, how do you, how do you deal with that? Mm. And, like, I think it's really important for us to be confident in our knowledge of the Bible, to help us be confident in our faith when we're, um, when we have questions like this. And so, yeah, textual variants are not an issue in trusting the Word of God. Like, Mm. we can still trust the Word of God. Textual variants show that we can't always trust human scribes. Yes. 
So That's a great way to say it. Yeah, so I think uh, it's important to describe, like, how textual variance can occur. Um, it So if you guys don't know, like, printing presses were not, like, a thing when these, like, letters were written. No, but, we're going back 2,000 years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Paul would write these letters and, like, everyone eventually, like, wants to hear this. And so the only way to do that is to, for there to be scribes who take the letter and they copy them. I don't know if y'all have ever sat and, like, copied something in small print that's, like, very long. Like, the amount of times that I would miss words or that I would, mm-hmm. like, skip a line or something like that, like, no, would... thank you. Yeah. I'm good. I don't really want that job. <laughs> yeah. And so what we see here, just, like, in general for all all textual variants, really what, what it comes down to is we have to go back and look at manuscripts and see, like, okay, where did this flip? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and this helps us get back to the original text and... Um, yeah, because we believe, like, the original manuscripts are the inspired, inherent word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and translations are still reliable, but, um, we get to, we can go back with these very minor things. It's nothing that, um, makes us question, uh, like, faith in Christ. No, um, not at It's all. minor things. But I think this one is beautiful because I think the textual variant adds weight it it adds a lot of richness um and a reason that we really love it too is we see similarities in these two verses with um the end of chapter one of philippians into chapter two with this theme of unity um i'll just reread the verse 16 of nevertheless to the degree that we have already attained let us walk by the same rule let us be of the same mind yeah um, as Paul is, um, he has, you know, called out the, the, um, legalists, also those who are in Christ, but we're gonna see, um, or, or those who are enemies of the cross of Christ, like, yeah. we have these camps, and so, oh goodness, I lost my train of thought, but That's there good. is this sense of unity, um, that Paul is calling us to, calling the Church of Philippians to have be of the same mind. Yeah. Be of the same rule. Walk in that manner because that is what Christ wants yeah. for us. Yeah. And so, like, the this other, like, when we are talking about this textual variant of, like, uh, the ESV that says, only let us hold true to what we have attained. Hey, though, they still carry, like, they still mean very similar things. But what I love about it is this idea of, um, so, like, so going back, Paul's talking about, like, hey, I'm not perfect. I haven't obtained this. I'm going to keep running the race. And then he talks about maturity. And I love that maturity is connected with not, with knowing that we're not perfect. Like, maturity Mm -hmm. isn't this idea of, like, I know I'm there. Maturity is knowing that you're not there. Yeah. Maturity is recognizing that you have much more to grow in. Yeah. And so, uh, and then he's saying, there are those of us who are mature, there are those of us who aren't mature. And um, he says, like, um, God will reveal that also to you, which I love. Maturity doesn't come from... Man. Yeah, it comes from God. Yeah. Um, but uh, he says, let us hold true to what we had, have attained and be of one spirit and, and of one mind. And this means whether somebody is more mature or less mature, there's mm. still this call to unity. Mm. I even think 
the the phrasing that kind of popped into my head was maturity is humility, not pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need a lot of humility to walk in unity. Yeah. Like if Amen. if you're the church, um, someone said this to me. The church is both broken and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. There are sinful people all in the church. Um, but it is still beautiful. And so, if we want to walk in unity, it requires a lot of humility on our parts to a admit when we're wrong, and then b to go walk alongside people and and call them out like in love. Yeah, it's it's both. I think it's also really easy for us, especially as we're maturing in our belief, to, like, not want to associate ourselves with immature believers. Mm, To be like, you know what, whatever, they're just immature, like, I'll just, I need to give them a few years, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that's, like, not the call of what Paul has here to, like, be this separated group. And, in fact, we need each other because, as we see in Mm -hmm. the next verse, Paul says, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Mm -hmm. So, this idea of, like, let's be united, mature and immature believer will believe, will know and trust that the Lord does the maturing, Mm -hmm. um, but we need to walk with each other because we need examples in our life of what it looks like to be a mature believer. Well, and how would we grow if those who are more mature wouldn't walk with us and if we wouldn't walk with those who are less mature than us? Yeah. We, and, um, I don't know if we said this on the podcast before, but one of the things that Rachel and I talk about, this is really from Rachel, is this, the three, these three tiers of mentoring, Mm -hmm. how there's someone that pours into you that's tier one, that's highest, and then there's mutual people where it's a mutual pouring, and then there's the tier below of people you pour into. Mm-hmm. And I think if we didn't have the humility and the unity, how would how would we grow? How would we be able to join in in imitating like Paul? Like if Paul didn't step in to mature, um, like I think of him with Timothy, like mm-hmm. if he wouldn't associate himself with Timothy who's less mature, then we wouldn't have Timothy pastoring, um, oh, what's the church that he's pastoring in First Timothy? I can't remember, but he's, he's pastoring a church while Paul is in prison, like, yeah, we wouldn't have that gift, um, and, like, I know Rachel and I, we wouldn't be here today probably with some of the people who, who took the chance to mentor us, yeah. who, um, and so, if you don't have a mentor, we <laughs> encourage you to find one for sure. Someone who will walk with you in this. Yeah. I, um, both Olivia and I read a book this summer. I'm sure, I'm, I'm 100% sure I've mentioned it before, but it's about, like, the brain and discipleship and how that works. Something that stuck mm-hmm. out to me, even in that book, of, like, how God has designed our brain, is we can't just, like, we have to see an example of what it looks like to like live in Christ we have to see an example of like character formation like we have to do it in community um like for like our brains need to see other people doing it in order for Mm. it to like happen in our own lives and so like God designed us to be like imitators of one another but ultimately imitators of Christ Mm. I love that something I was listening to the other day too and I love that being imitators isn't, like, making duplicates. Mm. Like, we're not called to look exactly like someone. I was listening to a podcast from um, the worship leader, Stephanie Gretzinger, and she goes, 
my job isn't to make duplicates, but to make disciples. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so good. So good. Um, and Paul is not saying I want everyone to walk around like little Pauls. It's no, I want people to look more like Christ, but also to look fully like however Christ made them to look. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You know, like, yeah. I think we get caught in that of like, oh, I just want to make more people that look like me. But Paul is like, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we should, our mindset should never be walking around thinking, I want to make little Olivia's or little Rachel's. That is, mm-hmm. that is just a lot of more imperfect sinners. Yeah, yeah. Let's just make more people that look like Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christian, it it means little Christ. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, we, we don't want to be little Paul's. We don't want to be little Olivia's or little Rachel's. Like we want little Christ's. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What's the other side of this though, that we see here, Olivia? So like, kind of, again, two sides of the coin of, like, okay, we can imitate Christ, but what's the other option? You can walk as an enemy to the cross. Yeah. Oh, man. This verse, it just has so much weight. Yeah. And I feel like this is almost a fear the Lord piece of, like... Amen. You know, um, I just, I want to read it again. Yes, please. um, For many of whom I have often often told you, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destruction is their God. Wait. Their, their, end, their end is destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their God is their belly. They glory in shame, in their shame, with mindset on earthly things. This is not, like, a light little mm-hmm. verse here. It's very heavy word. Paul's even in tears yeah. as he's writing it. Well, I just think of even the phrase of, like, um, well done, good and faithful servant. Like, that's what we want to hear mm-hmm. one day. But, um, the other option is, like, an enemy of the cross of Christ. And, and I, and I think it's important to note that there is no middle way. Mm. There is no, like, it's one or the There's other. There's no gray area. You are either imitating Christ and following Christ, or you are an enemy of the cross of Christ, which you're right, that carries so much weight. And and these things, I think, are not things that are uncommon even to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why my guard shoots up of, oh my goodness, I don't want to be caught in this camp. Yeah. Um, like we have, their God is their belly, which is um, like indulging fleshly desires and behaviors or even gluttony or or sensual pleasure, or all these things, mm-hmm. I mean, how easy is it to fall into that? Really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, or glory in their shame. We touched on that a little bit earlier. Like, I don't, I don't want to be proud of my sin. I, like, yeah. your, your sin life should never be your honor badge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, how often do we see that mm-hmm. these days? Where... Well, and we're okay with it. Yeah. We have, like, I we, like, it. brag about sin. Yeah, because we have these, like, pretty almost dressed-up sins that are okay. And then there's the sins are like, oh, but you can't do that. It's, I mean, even, like, an elevation of, um, like, I think of, like, the LGBTQ community and this elevation of how bad of a problem that is. Why don't we address the lying and the adultery in the church? Yeah. Why Why aren't we addressing pride? It's It's just as bad. Yeah. You know, there because there's so they're like there's the pretty side and the not so pretty side of sin life. Um, yeah, I could go on a ramble for that. <laughs> um, and then mindset on earthly things. I think all of us 
can say I've I've been in that camp. Sometimes I am in that camp. Yeah. What a great list that we have here to go through and like convict our own hearts and ask Mm. the Lord for his help in of like, okay, is my God my belly? Which again, that means like, am I daily led by the Holy Spirit or am I daily led by my own desires and some seeking some kind of satisfaction, seeking some kind of, um, like, pleasure in Mm. everything that I do. These are, like, let's all ask ourselves that question. Is my glory in my shame? Am I proud of, like, my sin? And, Mm. And honestly, I think, like, in the culture that we're in, that one's really difficult because, um, Like, I don't know, just, like, the amount of times that I've been called, like, oh, you're just so innocent, you're so, like, homeschooled, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, even that mindset speaks to, like, sin is cool, like, doing, like, being not innocent is, like, elevated, Mm -hmm. like, in our culture, and so I think that that is, like, okay, let's check ourselves, is my glory in Christ or is my glory like in my shame and Mm in it like am I proud of the things that I do that help me fit more into this world which again then leads into like is my mind set on earthly things or is my mind set on Christ Mm. and it perfectly Paul is just he's a pretty good writer um perfectly connects into verse 20 of but our citizenship is in heaven um yeah which is also calling back to these themes of unity we see earlier in the letter of, um, in, at the end of chapter one, like, one of the versions of the Bible I have on my lap. <laughs> one uh, of the three versions she's it's carrying. Uh, it says in chapter one, verse 27, just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ and, um, citizenship of a particular country or a state or whatever, uh, in Bible times first, we'll go there, is, was important. Roman citizenship was, they fully identified with this. It was very important. It wasn't something to be taken lightly. You were a citizen of Rome. And I think we get in this trap, especially in America, as citizens of America with um, our patriotism or our loyalty to a political party or yeah, whatever it may be, letting that citizenship define us rather than the citizenship of heaven. And yeah. I mean, doesn't that tie into the last verse of just um, with our mindset on earthly things? If your mind is more set on the political climate in America than hearts being changed for the gospel, I think we have a, a prioritization issue. Yeah. Man, this like convicts my heart so much. Um, and like, the Lord has used that conviction so much in my life. My, like, I used to be so into politics. And listen, it's not that I'm not anymore. It's not that I don't care anymore. And it's not bad. Yeah, that's right. But totally, like, this is something that I used to struggle with, where it was, like, I was a citizen of America before I was a citizen of heaven. And I Mm -hmm. think something I've been pondering a lot is this idea of the American dream. And don't get me wrong, I love this country, uh, like, the American, the idea of the American dream is very inspirational, like, to think of, like, people who have come to America and found, like, a, a stable, good life here, like, that's beautiful to, to think of, so, like, don't get me wrong, like, I think that that is, um, that, that is 
uh, a really beautiful thing that we see in America. But I think within the talk of the American dream, we elevate things and we have our Mm -hmm. mindset on earthly things more than we do on heavenly things. Um, The American dream has turned from, like, living a good life to, like, living the best life. How, like... How to my, have your best life now. Yes, like, my house has to be the biggest on the block. My, I have to be the most successful in my job. I have to, like, um, have the most perfect family. Like, these are the things that we take to define, like, this is what makes life good. This is what makes me successful. And, uh, quite frankly, those that is having our mindset on earthly things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, as citizens of heaven, those aren't the things, like, the, that we necessarily, like, should be focused on and so um what olivia what would you say as citizens of heaven should be our focus i think just as paul says here i press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in christ jesus this um our priority as citizens of heaven is um this this life of sanctification and all i mean even think of the great commission like go therefore and make disciples Mm -hmm. it's Work on yourself, like in Christ, become more like Christ, become holy as he is holy, but also go and make more disciples. And so as like a citizen of heaven, are are you living for eternity or is, is that the goal in mind? Is that I'm working to be resurrected with Christ and also to have more people in heaven with me? Um, or am I just living for myself and for now and indulging in you know, the pleasures of the flesh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think this, like, citizenship is in heaven, like that phrase, um, as as everything should, just points us to think of eternity mm. and the glory of Christ and the throne room and our resurrected bodies. Mm. Um, yeah, so this, the, the end of the, these verses here, Olivia, um, uh, the Lord Christ Jesus, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that he enables him, uh, that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Also, the first thing before I ask this question, I also just want to say, like, Paul is making a, a bold statement here because the church in Philippi, uh, they're Roman citizens and they liked, like, being a Roman citizen is like, they Good. wear that like a yeah. badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, they love it. And um, who they would call their savior and who they would call their lord is Caesar. Caesar. Mm-hmm. And so to use this language, saying, no, your citizenship is in heaven and Christ Jesus is your savior and your lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't surprise us that Paul is is later executed mm-hmm. because this, this is, is bold. bold. Because he is he is taking power away from the Roman Empire and saying Christ He's Jesus is the Savior and Lord. Mm. So just want to say that I think that just so bold of of Paul here. But yeah, when you think of Olivia, tell me what you think of uh, this like idea of like the resurrection of the body um, that we see is kind of the closing verse here. Uh, I love that you brought up when we record this before um, the end of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Yeah. Where Solomon or whoever Ecclesiastes breaks down um, just these metaphors of like your eyes will deteriorate, your body will deteriorate, you will you will feel the pains of this world like as your body returns back to dust. From dust we came, from dust we shall return. Yeah. Um, 
and I was even reading in Psalm 103 today, like, he remembers we are dust. He, he knows that. Um, but where this intersects with me personally, I feel like right now is my grandmother passed away this summer, which has been a really hard thing on our family. But this morning I just got to sit with the Lord, um, and I was really thankful for where my grandmother is. I'm, she was a believer. She loved the Lord. Um, but I watched her body deteriorate. She, Mm. she died, I think at 83. And so you watch someone, I, I, this picture of just getting older, you watch the body deteriorate. Um, and, but this lowly body to be like his glorious body, um, just sat with a lot of thanksgiving of Lord, she is with you and this perfect glorified body. And she, there's no pain left in the world. Um, I think even of Revelation, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. All these beautiful things of this recreated world um, restored to the beauty of what it, of what it should be. And I want to keep that wonder. I want to keep that in mind as I live this life of what a wonderful thing, what a glorious inheritance it is to be returned to that state. Um, and I can't wait for that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Um, just this picture of, okay, why do our bodies deteriorate here? Like, why do we get tired? Why, like, it's because of, like, pain, sin, struggle. Like, these things that we face that ultimately, like, our bodies, yes, exactly like what you're talking about, this, the end of Ecclesiastes. Love it. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that, that is the hope of a resurrected body, a body that is not inflicted by pain, sin, and struggle anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, like, that is when somebody um, just kind of overviewing all of these verses. Um, so obviously the last section, Paul talks more about legalism and now he's talking about this other side of it, of these people who are like just indulge, who are claiming Christ, but like indulging in, in the flesh and Mm. in, in earthly things. Like to those people, they might ask, what's the point? Like I have Christ on the cross. His grace covers everything from the day I was born till um, the day I die because of my faith in him. Why do I need to like run this race? Why do I need to work towards sanctification? My answer would be look to what you have in front of you. It is an Mm. encouragement of this resurrected body that helps give us the strength in Christ to work towards sanctification and Mm. to become more like Christ. Christ didn't just save us and leave us here for no reason. Mm. Like, we are co-workers with him. We are partners in his kingdom. And we only have a few short years. And so our focus can't be on the things of this earth. Let me, um, yeah, there's uh, a song by Cain um, where they sing uh, that the words say, living rich in the world, but a spiritual beggar. Mm -hmm. And, um, that those are the words that are coming to mind that man, the greatest calling on our life is following Christ. We, we know, and we believe that Jesus Christ will provide for us, whatever that looks like. But if our goal is just attaining worldly things, money, um, 
wealth and um sex and uh you know a, a job you know like whatever those things are property like if that is our focus we might look rich in this world but we're gonna be a spiritual beggar i would rather be spiritually so rich mm-hmm. and and be homeless like that is like the the level of desire that that christ jesus puts in our heart mm. I love that. I, at at our church this last Sunday, um, we have what's called the well in our basement, which is where people who are homeless in the community can come for food and health care and groceries and all the things every Sunday. But we keep the doors open so they can come up into church. Hmm. And when we do communion, they say, like, if you haven't accepted the Lord, when you come forward, cross your arms and we would love to pray blessing over you. And so... They, like, dismiss us by rows, and we go out for communion. There's this man that is, like, sprinting up the aisle before, like, anyone has even gotten communion ready. And um, he came up from the well, and he just has his arms crossed, and he's in tears. And one of our pastors, um, she just sits with him, and he, like, prays, and I think he accepted the Lord. But I just, I think of that posture of, I'm running to the table to be fed. I like, it is so sweet. Like, I want to have that posture of, oh, Lord, I need you. Like, I, I am running to, to feast with you because I am I am a spiritual beggar before I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, like, tearing up. <laughs> Isn't that so... Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, we're going to talk more about this next week, but... If you're at all confused of, like, how can these girls be sitting here talking about this? Like, being, like, being okay with, like, living life, like, poor in, in this world. You know, whether that's financially, whether that's, like, emotionally, whether, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. is. And we're gonna, we'll see this next week. But when we are citizens of heaven, not only do we have this hope of the resurrection, but we get this peace mm-hmm. on earth that is... It surpasses all understanding. Mm. I won't say anything else because that's a, just a little teaser. Just a little teaser into what we're getting into next week. Mm. Um, but uh, anything else, Olipop? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Um, we hope that um, you think about this episode and uh, you take some time to ask the Lord where your heart is at. But above all, we just encourage you to run towards Mm. the prize Mm -hmm. of Christ Jesus, not Mm. running towards to obtain perfection, but running to become more like Christ. Mm. Yeah. May the Lord bless you.